0: Happy Wednesday, everybody. Thank you so much for downloading or streaming the V, our guest podcast. So glad to be back here in the studios in podcasting with you. Today, we've got a very special show lined up for you. No listener questions this week because we have so much content to bring you. No worries. We'll bring you lots of listener questions next week. But Pam has just returned from sailing on Disney Cruise Line's newest ship, the Disney Wish. And we hear all about her first impressions of this amazing Disney ship. We talk about what it was like to board the ship, what the dining was like on board, what the rotational dining will bring us. Because, again, we're taking the podcast cruise next July, so we want to know what to expect. We talk about the adult areas, what the staterooms are like, what the technologies are like on on board. We we talk about entertainment, the lounges. You want to know about the Disney wish? Pam gives us 50 solid minutes of what you can expect on this amazing new vessel. So stand by for that. Of course, don't forget today's show is always brought to you by the Magic for Less travel. If you'd like to book a Disney cruise, we're standing by to help you out right now. And of course, you'll get that up to 5% onboard credit when you book with us here at the Magic for Less. Check out all the details over at themagicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link when you shop online. That one extra click really does help support the show. It's com slash Amazon. And again, a sincere thank you to the patrons of the Br Guest Podcast. You make all this podcasting possible all around the world. Couldn't do it without you. And our patrons get that bonus show called Mike in the Midwest. If you'd like to join us, please come on over to patreon.com slash
1: podcast. Ready to take a trip to the world? You found the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World trip planning podcast. This is where your memories come front and center on our podcast stage.
0: Welcome to episode 2118 of the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Rallman from BeOurGuestPodcast.com and one of the senior agents over at The Magic for Less Travel. Happy Wednesday to you. Hope you have been doing great. We are back here in the studios, freshly returned from Disneyland. And uh, we have two amazing shows for you today and Friday. Now, today's a little bit different. I know it's a Wednesday but no listener questions this week because, to be honest, we just have too much content this week. But I promise you, we'll get to the listener questions next Wednesday. And if we have a lot of questions, we'll do two shows next week with the questions. But we'll just kind of play that by ear. But we love those questions. So if you have questions, don't you know? Don't stop sending them. Mike at we will get those on the show for you. But today, we've been waiting to get this show on for the last week. I was thinking about this show as I was out at Disneyland, and I was really not thinking about much else when I was out there. It was so amazing, but Pam is back from her sailing on the Disney Wish, and I mean, if you saw any of the coverage of this ship, you have got to be ready to get out there on this. I mean, it's got to be the greatest ship ever built. It's it's amazing, so we're going to talk about that today. So joining me today, the star of today's show, co-owner of the Magic for Less Travel, Pam Forrester. Pam, how are you doing? Welcome back.
2: I I think I'm glad to be back. I don't know. I mean, the Disney Wish was pretty awesome. It was hard to leave. I I I thought seriously about hiding um, in one of those spaces and then just going on again. Um, My family. I was willing to leave my family behind and just be like, I'm sorry, I can't go back home with you. But anyways, I have to stay and deal with the wish. But I'm I'm excited to talk about it today because it's just such a different kind of ship. And before we get too far into it, I want to just mention that we do have an onboard credit offer that we're offering that's on any Disney Cruise Line sailing. You get up to 5% of your the cost the base cost of your reservation and onboard credit and uh, mike has a rule that's right
0: yeah you cannot use it on tips please (laughs) i mean you you technically can but i will find you and we'll
2: (laughs) we'll find you and make you do something fun with it like go to the spa go to adult dining buy something cool um do a port excursion that's awesome don't use it on gratuities that's no fun
0: I mean, it, yeah, just don't think too hard because it all comes out of the same pot. But just don't do yes. I mean, mentally, it's more fun if the onboard credit goes towards,
2: you know. A hundred percent. If you're <laughs> like, I drank for free for those three nights, <laughs> that's not a bad thing. No, so anyways, even if it's just a coffee drink every morning, whatever.
0: Whatever floats so. your boat, right?
2: That's right.
0: There you go. Ding. There you go. Hit us one. hit the bell. I haven't hit the bell in like two weeks. I had to hit the bell there. Okay, so. Also joining us, sitting in for Ricky. Ricky is not feeling well tonight, so we wish her the best. She's uh, gonna bounce back for next week's shows. We have our friend up in the mitten, Scotty G, freshly returned from Disneyland uh, with my family. We had a good time out there, Scott. What's going on? Happy Wednesday!
1: Happy Wednesday, Mike and Pam. Happy to be here for Ricky. And I've been looking forward to this episode myself, so I'm just gonna sit back with my Elliot the dragon popcorn bucket and just listen to Pam talk about that beautiful shit.
0: But what what about Mr. Turtle? I mean, you also have Mr. Turtle over your shoulder. Can't forget
1: about Mr. Turtle. Yes, for sure. But that's more, I guess I got a little, I can put a little beverage in there, but I'm mostly just going to sit back and eat some popcorn while I listen to Pam talk about the wish.
0: All right. So (laughs) let's get to Pam. I have the first question for Pam because I, here's what I find kind of maybe the the parallels between the show we're going to do on Friday, which is Scott and I talking about our Disneyland vacation. My first trip to Disneyland after having been to Walt Disney World so many times, you were on the Disney Wish for the very first time, but you've sailed the other four ships in the Disney Cruise Line many, many times. So I think maybe this had kind of the same, maybe, uh, experience where you, when you first boarded the Wish, when you got there, did you kind of have that sense that maybe I had going down Main Street at Disneyland? Like, this feels kind of similar, but it's different in a lot of ways because I think they <laughs> innovated this ship in a lot of different ways, the atrium, kind of the same layout, but not really. I mean, like, for example, there's only two, uh, two elevator banks instead of three. So you got to kind of, you know, navigate a little bit different stuff like that. So first impressions arrival in, in, your first feelings of the
2: wish. So when I first stepped on the wish, it really, really took my breath away for a number of reasons. First of all, Mike, like what you had said, like, I felt like, you know, I've been on, on the different Disney cruise line ships a bunch of times. And I thought, okay, I know what this is. I know what it's going to look like, sort of. I've seen the pictures. We've all sort of seen the pictures. But until you're there and on it, it's really even hard to describe the differences. But the biggest difference, I think, when you first step on that you notice is just the color scheme and the decor. And I think that's something that everyone remarked on as soon as they stepped on that ship. It feels lighter it feels airier it feels bigger and more intimate at the same time It, i I just feel for me i kept describing it as sort of the difference between animal kingdom lodge right which is a great resort in its own right but kind of dark kind of heavy and riviera which is the newest um you know resort at walt disney world and it feels so light and so airy and so contemporary, and that was really the case with the wish too.
0: So as you got on board again, th- that's a great description. I mean, I, th- that two awesome resorts. I mean, I've obviously right. picked two pro- very popular Walt Disney world destinations, you know, especially with the Riv, everybody's, you know, wanting to get there because it is uh, very, you know, contemporary, very polished, uh, very fancy What surprised you about the wish? Because I mean, you you obviously we work in the business. We know, you know, we've been through trainings and what to expect. But until you get to a ship or you get to a hotel or you get to a theme park, you know, there's things that jump out at you. So was there something that was maybe what you weren't expecting when you got on
2: board? So I knew that the ship as a whole was bigger, right? But it still was only accommodating about the same number of guests that are on Dream and Fantasy. So I knew that those public spaces were going to feel different in some way. And that's actually part of the reason why um, they've reduced from three elevator banks down to two is to sort of use that space more efficiently, more effectively that. So I was thinking, you know, when I walked into like the main dining locations, the three that are included with your rotational dining, that space felt big, but they somehow did a way of making it feel more intimate too, by making like smaller rooms within that big space. So that felt really different to me. Um, And just the fact that there are so many decks on the other ships where you can walk the length of the deck. And you can do that on certain decks here, but there isn't, for instance, like a spot where all the lounges are located, like there are on different Disney ships. They're sort of scattered in different locations. And I wasn't sure how I'd feel about that, but I actually really liked it. It's, it's like you didn't have to just go to this one location to experience a lounge. There were different different spots to go to. I think that Disney Cruise Line just did and took all the stuff that we liked about the other ships and really plused it. They learned from it. They made each space feel um, like it had more than one function. And those were the things, you know, the first things that sort of. I w- it was remarkable, too, for me, at least.
0: Okay, so before we jump into this too deeply, because I want to get to the staterooms, which you thought about that, of course, the dining that you experience, the adult areas, the entertainment, stuff like that. Let's go over the basics for folks that might not know about The Wish. So relative size as compared to the magic and the wonder and the, the dream and the fantasy, and also this is doing Bahamian sailings, typically three and four night sailings, some five night sailings, uh, select dates. But uh, just just give some just general knowledge on the Wish, what, what we know right now for the sailing seasons that are out there.
2: So this is the first Triton class ship, which is Disney Cruise Line's newest ship. So like I said, it is bigger than the Dream and the Fantasy, but doesn't accommodate that many more people than the Dream and Fantasy. So in that um, realm with that. Um, you are seeing three and four night sailings from Port Canaveral um, for most of the 2022 and 2023 um, itineraries that are available and I love that they're doing that because I think that is a great cruise first of all you can do a week a long weekend and you can fit in one of these sailings and I, I think that that's that's really important to a lot of people, whether you've cruised Disney Cruise Line or not. I know that a three or four night sailing feels shorter, especially if you've experienced a seven night, but it also can fit into your schedule. And um, that's good, too, because they're sailing from Port Canaveral too. if you are doing a Walt Disney World stay, you can easily tack on a Disney Cruise Line stay or vice versa, whatever you're planning first in that space. So I think that's really important, too. Um, for, for, um, Disney cruisers.
0: And let me just throw in here that this is why we are picking the Disney wish for the BR guest podcast cruise, our sixth podcast cruise coming up next July, which is less than a year away right now. We're sailing the Disney wish. And I'm telling you what, when I saw your coverage, I'm like, we picked the right one. Oh, man, we're going to have so much fun on this. It's July 3rd to the 7th, so if you would like to sail with us, and we have a lot of listeners already signed up. We have a lot of cabins. We're going to have a tremendous time. We're all sailing together. Ricky's going to be with us, Pam, Scott, myself, our families. So please come sit, you know, just drop by the Magic for Less, fill out a quote form, just put Be our Guest Podcast Cruise. We'll get you some numbers. I mean, but the thing is about, you know, doing a Bahamian cruise, it is, you know, it's very affordable, you know, compared to like a seven-nighter that's going into the Eastern Caribbean. You know, it, it's something that I think can work for a lot of families. I was trying to think of, you know, families and it's over the 4th of July. So hopefully people are off work. We tried to make it work for everybody. So if you'd like to sail with us, you know, we still have staterooms available. So come sail with us next 4th of July. We have a theme, which Scott and I might break on Friday, maybe at the end of the show, because we came up with it over our Disneyland trip and it is awesome. But I want to get back to Pam. Okay, so let's make sure we get all this in here. So staterooms. Let's talk about your stateroom because these staterooms are a little bit different than the other ships
2: they are they are and they have some great new additions so first of all i'm gonna point out that 70 percent of the staterooms on the disney wish have a veranda and that's because so many more guests appreciate that they want that in the stateroom um it just makes for a great cruise experience being on a cruise ship is always great but when you have a veranda I think it makes it that much more special. There also is an increase in the number of suites, because again, that's something that goes fast when Disney Cruise Line releases itineraries. The suites are some of the categories that go the quickest. And it also has a lot more concierge staterooms, because we're um, finding that a lot more guests are interested in that level of service. In addition, the concierge lounge, fantastic. Fantastic. It was sort of an afterthought on the other ships. Um, I mean, they designed some of the ships with it, but it's not really that large. Um, Now it's a large space. It's beautiful. And it has an outdoor sun deck that is specifically for concierge guests. So those, those are important um, with that. But anyways, back to the stateroom. So on each floor, um, there are different themes of the staterooms. And I know that people are interested in that. A lot of princess themes. Um, I say, just go and be surprised at the theme that you're going to get. I know that people are not going to listen to me, but other than the theme, <laughs> yes. right? Just give up just, everybody in... <laughs>
0: just, just give up the control. You don't need it. Yeah, yes, no, nobody's exactly. listening. Nobody's listening. It never happens.
2: <laughs> you do. You do have to do that. Um, but, The Other than the theme, in each category, those staterooms are going to be exactly the same. Most are going to have the split bath. Um, There are a few that don't in the inside category and ocean view category. There are a few that don't. Um, But that split bath, Disney has made famous. And basically what that is, is there is a shower and sink in one half of the bathroom and then a toilet and sink in another bathroom. And that really makes getting ready... So much easier. Um, if you have more than one person in your stateroom, you're going to appreciate a split bath. That, that was
0: that was created for the family dynamic of all three people represented here. That was created for S- Steve, <laughs> Mike, and Scott because we have a wife and daughters. And so that assures that we yes. actually get to use the restroom when it comes time to true. get ready for dinner. I mean, it's the only, it's the perfect it's dynamic. Otherwise, it's like go down by the uh, movie theater.
2: <laughs> it's like, I mean, thank it's you. <laughs> it's so, I mean, it's the greatest it invention true. ever.
0: Anyway, yeah, totally great. <laughs> it, don't overlook the split bath. It's awesome.
2: <laughs> the other thing that most of the staterooms have is this privacy curtain, um, which allows um, the part of the stateroom with the um, main bed to be sort of separated from the rest of the stateroom. And again, I think that's just a huge plus for so many reasons. I mean, most people have people that go to bed at different times. Um, At one point, you know, when Hannah was little, she went to to sleep before we did. And then when she got to be older, we went to sleep <laughs> before she did. So I mean that's how it kind of goes. But that privacy curtain really helps with that too. Um some of the other functional things that we saw in these new staterooms is that there is no shower curtain in the shower. And it's a decent sized shower, especially for a cruise ship. Um, you know, I don't know about you all, but When I'm in the shower on a ship, it feels like that shower curtain is always touching me or about to touch me. And just the thought of that has always been something that kind of grossed me out. This has glass shower doors. I know, right? Not something that you think about. But these glass shower doors, I think, are going to be, first of all, so much easier to keep clean. Um, And make that bathroom look spectacular. I don't know how much our stateroom attendant loves washing those glass shower doors, but uh, like they were so clean the whole time we were there. So like that, Um, in other terms of functionality, there were so many more USB um, ports and plugs and everything else that is something I think that everyone's looking for when they travel now right because we each have at least a phone and a watch or a tablet or something all of those devices to plug in so um, they have that as well and I found that to be really functional it has the same Awesome um, sheets and towels. Uh, there is something about the Disney Cruise Line sheets and towels that is spectacular, right? You sleep better on those ships, and your toweling experience <laughs> is so much better, isn't it? It is. It is. <laughs> Scott always. That's
1: does. my favorite. Th- yeah. My favorite part of cruising Disney Cruise Line it, <laughs> is the is sheets right. and
2: towels. <laughs> it, they're just so soft. So nice, um, and we've all looked them up. They're pricey. I mean, they're fret sheets and towels. They are a pricey, but definitely worth it. I will say um, it just makes the experience that much better. Um, there are staterooms that sleep up to five guests in the the standard stateroom category. So that's another thing. Even um, you know, people who have larger families will be able to be accommodated in that stateroom that sleeps up to five so we appreciated that our room um the room that we stayed in was a uh, moana themed room and it had a beautiful moana mural over the bed um and i've seen some of the other ones they're they're beautiful too it just really serves to enhance the stateroom but again like all the disney cruise line ships it is there are some disney touches but they it isn't over the top Disney. And it's certainly not not a ship that's over the top for just kids or just families. There's lots of things for adult-only parties to enjoy there, too.
0: So, so Scott, what are you thinking? What do you want to ask Pam about the ship? Because we've been talking about, you know, we're, we know we're going on the podcast cruise in July, but that is such a long way away. We're having a hard time, you know, years, a long time to wait because we're so antsy about getting on this ship. So
1: what, what questions yeah. do you have for Pam? So I'm so excited to get on that ship. And I love the description of the state rooms. I saw your photos of the Milana room. It looked absolutely stunning, but Pam, you know where I'm going to go. <laughs> I I, I mean, the main dining looks awesome and like, you know, I'm not, you know, it's going to come to food. And the main dining is, as you know, is not my favorite on, you know, the dream and the fantasy. I'm all about the Apollo and the Remy. Did you get a try, get a chance to try the adult dining at all?
2: So because we were on the very first sailing with guests, we, it was not available. So, but I did tour them both. So Palo on this ship is actually Palo Steakhouse because, um, uh, right, they took the thing that most people order and decided to build the menu around that. Now, there's still some Italian specialties on it as well. So um, all the things that people love about Palo, probably like the calamari appetizer that's really popular and the um, caprese salad was there. But they also added some more um, steak options and things like that. And Palo is a beautiful restaurant. It has even more uh, seating that has that spectacular view outside of the ship. So love that. And on this ship, it does not have Remy. It has Enchante, which is um, a nod to Lumiere. Okay, well, here's from the thing: I, the Beast.
0: no one's gonna be able to pronounce that correctly, including yes. including me, including me. I'll never pronounce <laughs> that ever, ever correctly in my life. So that'll well, be you're impossible. just a simple guy from the Midwest. Yeah, Mike. seriously, Who would <laughs> expect you to. Palo is a challenge for somebody from Missouri. Palo. like no. Enchante. What do you give be... me? Can I go to Ashanti? <laughs> <laughs> no, that was a singer uh, from the '90s. Ashanti. <laughs>
2: What do they do? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but it this restaurant, you know, Remy was always, I think, so um it's it was a restaurant that felt like it had dark woods and it was sort of heavy and all of that. And the same token, Enchante feels so light, so airy. Um a lot of light blues and 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 different um color light colors like that. It has this gorgeous chandelier when you sort of walk toward it down this long hallway and um, while we were there they were showing us some things that the chef really wanted um, included in this restaurant and when we walked up to the table the server was showing us there's this little like plastic thing sitting there and I'm like what is this and he took it and showed us he has the menu and he sets it down on this because the chef wanted you to be able to look at the menu, while you're also enjoying your favorite beverage right be it a glass of wine a glass of champagne or whatever drink you're having he didn't want you to feel like you're juggling a menu and a drink and whatever he felt like it's part of the process to be able to start your experience while you're reading the menu with a drink and i'm like that's it i am (laughs) never holding a menu at a restaurant again
1: (laughs) <laughs> i need one
2: of these i need one of these menu holders and this menu most menus
1: perfect. today though are on your cell phone after you scan the qr yeah, code that's but yes true. I, I don't want to hold <laughs> my device either no no <laughs> i'm done with those already that's uh that, that's that was it's 2020
2: so exactly <laughs> i'm over there <laughs> but i was you know it was a funny thing to hear him say it but i was like that's genius <laughs> and awesome all at the same time so um The menus both looked great. Enchante, of course, has a French-inspired menu, and you're going to find multi-course meals there. Um, You'll also be able to do brunch at Enchante and Palo Steakhouse, and there is also a dessert um, tasting that happens at Enchante, too. So lots of good things to choose from, and I think we'll see those um, offerings change maybe a little bit as they hit their stride. But I, I love what they've done with these restaurants. It just felt like a different experience. And awesome. I was so glad to see them included. Is it set up kind of like how Meridian is like
1: the lounge between the two? Is there a lounge up there too? I'm assuming. There
2: is. There mm-hmm. is. Yeah, there is. And it's called the Rose. Um, and the great thing about this lounge is, and it, it, I'll mention this because the servers told us this a few times, there is no dress code for the Rose. Um, you can go up there in casual cruise wear and it's fine. Um, it is Enchante Palo that has the dress code. Now, Disney Cruise Line sort of uh, revamped that dress code recently to take away the requirement that you need a jacket to dine in Enchante. So, um, that's something to note too. They've sort of relaxed that a little bit. You're certainly free to wear a jacket if you want to, but for those who don't want to pack it, especially on those shorter three or four night cruises, I think it'll be a bonus for them to be able to just enjoy, um, with cruise, you know, cruise where you have to wear, you know, decent gotta wear pants, but yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. <right? Yes. laughs> Yes, you can't roll up in your swimsuit, but Scott and I have decided
0: yeah, but... we are dressing up on the podcast cruise for fancy meals. So we're
2: you are, yeah, I mean, it's, a, it's
0: kind of half the fun of a cruise, right? I mean, it is, you know.
1: But we also discussed that we'll have our white skinny jeans as well. We will oh my gosh. Yeah, right. We got to pull those back but, out of the closet. So, so Steve's got to get those out. He's <laughs> got to
2: I, I think he took them with, I think he took them with us on this cruise. Excellent. Actually.
0: Perfect. Okay. Real quick. While we're speaking about the adult uh, dining, Jen, uh, one of our listeners here from right down the road has a question that came in today, actually perfect timing. Then I want to hit rotational dining. Cause I know that's what most people are curious about, but she asks, um, We're on a three-night Disney Wish cruise. My husband says Paolo's chocolate souffle is worth the price of the cruise, so I try to make sure he gets it every cruise. I have booked Paolo for night two and was going to ask for a rotation that has 1923 on night two so we still get the Marvel and Frozen dining experiences and skip 1923. We're not big Marvel fans, but thought we should have that unique experience. We're platinum, so Paolo's Steakhouse dinner is free. I'll be on the September wish cruise and we'll have experienced all three dining rooms, but we'll not, but he will not be on that one. Is this the right strategy that you would recommend? Thank you, Jen. She's six miles down the road from the podcast studios. So what would you think that's a good idea?
2: What hmm. do you think? I'm torn on that because 1923 actually had our favorite menu. But if you're just from the perspective of um, experience in each of the restaurants, 1923 was also the restaurant that was open for breakfast and or lunch during those days um you know was the sit down location that absolutely can change between now and then but i think there's probably a good chance that you'll be able to see 1923 and your strategy for wanting to visit the other two dining locations because they do have kind of a show i think is a good um strategy as well what well, we're 1923, I mean, you'll just miss the food. You aren't really missing a show, and you can always walk through that restaurant and see it. 1923 is a beautiful restaurant. For those who don't know, it's one of the rotational, the main dining options and it is themed after um the year 1923 which is when walt disney studios opened so there's lots of nods to that um it feels sort of um steve said this to me it feels sort of like a brown derby um, in that that kind of thing there's brown leather and dark wood and um lots of um uh, animation memorabilia around you so um, we really liked that restaurant. It was just, it was a lot of fun um, and it's a beautiful space. Um, the Marvel restaurant was really um, a fun, it was a fun show, especially for those who enjoy um, the, the Marvel experience. It's called Worlds of Marvel um, and Ant-Man and the Wasp are sort of your hosts through that. So you'll see, there are these different uh, screens that you can see throughout the restaurant where they'll come on and give a little spiel. I'm not going to give a spoiler in this space because good, good. Um, there, there is, right? We're going to try to keep it spoiler free. But let's just say they do a really good job of sort of coming and introducing some things and talking to you. And then um, it will sort of then turn to uh, other, um, sh- like other screens that have things from other Marvel movies on there. So there's lots for the Marvel fan to see there. Um, and I will tell you, there is a quantum core at each table that sort of plays into the show too. You'll see some other Marvel folks during um, during dinner. But again, don't want to give any spoilers. So let's just say it's worth going to see. And I think they did a really good job with that. Um, the other dining location is the... Um, the one that you're going to see with Anna and Elsa. It's Arendelle, a frozen dining adventure. And what you're there is to celebrate the engagement of Anna and Kristoff. And they actually do a show in the middle. It is singing. It is dancing. Um, there's some crafts. There's <laughs> sing-alongs. They're looking for you to sing along with them. Olaf makes his way through the dining room. Nice. Um, I know, right? <laughs> uh, so that was really cool too. I really appreciated, you know, how much of a show they're putting on. Like. When, you, when I saw it, I was like, oh, yes, Arendelle, yes, it's going to be on, and also that'll be, you know, they'll come, they'll do a song, they'll be done. No! It's a show throughout dinner. It really is. So they take that whole time. And all of the uh, seating has, uh, it has a good view of the stage, so you'll be able to see that, but they do come around, too. So um, those are the three main dining locations. Um, and I, I thought they were all a great addition to this ship. I think that It's, you know, themed, but not so over the top themed that guests who aren't a fan of either of these movies or, or that will feel out of place in there for sure.
0: I'm excited. I mean, I'm not even a Marvel fan, but I'm excited for just the, the the whole, I like the interactive, almost like dinner theater, you know, like you're, you're eating, but you're getting, you know, action happening around the restaurant because, and it's fun to see how this has progressed from like when the magic launched, you know, it was basically just dinner with a pretty dining room, you know, with a nod to, you know, you looked around and you saw stuff on the walls and then you got the fantasy and the dream and you had things like the, the animators palette where your drawings came to life on the walls. And now you have, I mean, basically they're bringing the the Walt Disney world theater into the dining room itself and making it interactive. I mean, it's neat to see the progression of things. That's pretty cool. sounds like it's a lot of fun. Okay. Let me ask you. So dinner and then drinks. Okay. So lounges, Scott and I were asking about this on the call in show on Sunday night. We were wondering, like, who you split that $5,000 drink at the Hyperspace Lounge with on your sailing. Did you drink it all yourself? Did you pass it around? And how did that all work
2: out? Right? Uh, no, I know. I, I got 500 of my closest friends and we each had a minuscule sip of it. No, unfortunately, it was not available during our, um, yeah, during very, our sailing. Very
0: unfortunately. Yeah.
2: I know because I was really dying to try it. I had heard, though, um, that the reason why it's so pricey is that entertainment is involved in the serving of I would of hope the so. <laughs> so we'll, I don't know, we'll see. But the lounges on this ship are my favorite lounges by far. And I think it's because the same theming and attention to detail that was brought into the rotational dining was also brought into the lounges. So I love that. So I'll talk about the first one that we all are wanting to know about first, and that's Hyperspace Lounge. And that was incredible. It is very much sort of like Skyline was on the other ships, right? That there is this screen that's behind, and you're transported to different locations um, every ten minutes or so. Um, you take a jump through hyper, you know, using hyperspeed, and end up somewhere else. So I loved that. Each of the drinks there was really crafted in a sort of a show or interesting in some way um the bartenders there have some really cool drinks i don't know if you all have seen the videos but there's one where they create this drink and then there's a bubble this huge bubble on top of it that sort of sits there and you sort of pop the bubble to drink it um, one of the ones that Steve got had the sparkly ice cube that was part of it. And of course the drink sort of smoked for a while. I, I just, some really creative drink stuff there. Kind of and
1: feels those, like Oga's or like a Trader Sam's. Yeah. yeah it's like, you know, it's it does. like a
0: melding of those two. Yeah. Right.
2: For sure. Yeah, it does. And there's lots of things around the location that sort of remind you of Star Wars and um are just little things like that. So that's something worth going in. And during the day, I believe it will be available um, for kids to go into. too there are some non-alcoholic drinks, so they'll be able to see that as well. So everyone will be able to see that. Um the beer spot on the ship was Kagan Compass. And it was sort of like a Norwegian um, themed area. It was sort of about seafaring and things like that. They have three beers that are exclusive to the ship. Um, They also have all kinds of different beer drinks. This is the place too, where if you want to, you can pay a little um, extra and order some food. Like they have some bar food there, sort of like they do at 687 or some of the other lounges. on the other Disney ships. And we really enjoyed that one too. We talked about the Rose, um, and that's the one that was between Enchante and the Palace Steakhouse. Nightingale's is the piano bar and this one has so sing sweet nightingale is a song that cinderella sings um during that movie and if you remember it's when she's sort of washing the floor and these bubbles sort of float up into the air and she's singing about this and some of the bubbles actually are carrying a melody with her it's a really fantastic scene well they took that to inspire the lounge and The chandelier in the middle of the lounge are these glass bubbles, like, from the movie. So I thought that was a really cool nod to Cinderella um, and that whole movie and the scene. And finally, the bayou is um, inspired by Princess and the Frog. And it has um, a lot of greenery, like, even on the ceiling. Um, And I really love that, too, because during the day... This is just an example of how Disney Cruise Line thought about using the space and why it's awesome to not just have one area of the ship, this four lounges, but during the day, um, you might meet Tiana and Naveen there, and at night, it becomes the lounge. So I love that there was multi-use thought about for each of these spaces. There also are a lot more little sort of lounges that offer both coffee and drinks at different levels of the ship. So it's not just one location for this, too. So um, you won't find any shortage of spots like this on the ship.
0: So very uh, VIP listener of our podcast, Teresa Scheingold, is in the chat with us. And she's asking about a champagne bar, which I guess would be something similar to pink on the fantasy in the dream. Is there anything on this ship that is equivalent to that or are there possibly tastings or anything like that that you notice going on?
2: So it is not a specific champagne bar, um, but they have champagne drinks, including Moet Ice, Teresa, um, (laughs) located throughout the ship. They also have a um, bar toward the back of the ship, Cove, um, where I had a Moet Ice drink. That had a strawberry vodka popsicle that they put in this drink, um, this champagne drink, which I thought was really cool. But lots of stuff like that. They also um, tend to to offer champagne at a lot more locations than just once. So I don't. It's not like they're limiting your champagne experience <laughs> to one location. They actually have it at a bunch of different locations. So.
1: That's awesome. So I have one more. Pam, you've done so much talking and like you haven't (laughs) even hit all of it yet, but you know me, like you've hit lounges, you've hit dining. Another piece that I really like, is just like the relaxing parts, like all the chill spots. And I saw in your photos, like it looked like there were some really cool, like chill pools or like loungers to hang around. So so can you talk about the pools a little bit?
2: Yes. So um, the adult spaces pools have has what my uh, one of my favorite aspects of the ship is and it has this infinity edge pool off the back of the ship um and it is just incredible really and truly um we spent some time there actually on castaway key day um so we could be in the infinity pool and it looks like you're just like looking oh, out that, over that sounds castaway so key, perfect
0: that picture you right? posted i was like i would never ever <laughs> get up
2: <laughs> I know, the, right? The police,
0: the police would have to remove me from the ship at port canaveral <laughs> I, I think we're gonna have to book, you'd be like
1: sir do you have, have to book like a genie street. plus for that experience <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, know. I know right um the other thing they have back in that adult area is actually these tile loungers that um you can sort of sit there and so at your feet there's sort of a pool where you're gonna there's going to be water there to pull your um, feet down but water actually cascades over the top of the lounger and behind your back. So you're sort of sitting there, you're, it's cool. And they're looking out the back of the ship too. So loved that. Um, They had a ton of loungers in that adult Cove space, Um, all down one side, around the back and then around the ship too. And that's where Cove Cafe is located too. So those were great spaces. And the interesting thing about the rest of the pools that are available, um, that are available for families, there aren't like two or three big pools and then um, that's it. There's a bunch of little pools, just the way that the stages are sort of laid out. There's like a pool in in one layer and then you walk up and there's two more pools there too. So there's lots of, uh, there's just... Lots of different little pool areas. And I thought that was really smart because it makes it feel, um, you know, like there's a lot of different options of where to try. I can see kids wanting to try this pool one day and this other pool another day. I think it really gives them a lot of levels to explore. And at the same time, I think parents can see kids that might be in different pools um, by, you know, easily because they're, they're right there. They could sort of look down on all of that. And then, of course, the big main attraction, which is the Aquamouse, um, which is the first real, they're calling it the attraction at sea. And although it's sort of like the Dock I think that there's a lot more screens and tubes with some screens in it to offer more of that experience. So it is more of an attraction at sea, they do things like Crush and Gusher, where there's water pushing you forward and pushing you up hills and things like that. So it's a really cool experience. Um, I've heard that there are two different storylines your voyage on the Aqua Mouse could take. So I think that's cool, too, the repeatability that you can try to get both of the scenes. So that's so, awesome.
0: So let me ask you about this real quick, though. Speaking of you're talking about loungers, Jessica is Jessica's in the chat. Excuse me. She's sailing with us actually on the podcast cruise asking about, you know, the equivalent of deck four promenade, the running track where you have the loungers is now I did see. Now, is this true that the running track has like a hill that you got to go up and down on? I was like, oh, that's going to be a challenge. But
2: what about that? So the the deck four promenade, it does have loungers and places like that. But there is not really the open space that you can go the whole way around the ship like you can. On other ships, there are actually stairs. Now, not to be discouraged because there is a gym with really nice treadmills. And I know that that's not everyone's ideal, um, you know, but I think that that's one of the trade-offs that you're getting in that space um for that it's not easy to just walk around deck four like it has been on other ships.
0: treadmill club on the podcast cruise you'll have to be there with me and uh we'll we'll make it happen i mean
2: it's that's just
0: what i do
1: i'll just go i'll just go up the stairs yeah go up the stairs i mean yeah i I could probably do the stairs too
0: i mean that's when i'll do
1: my walking interval i'll walk up the stairs
0: that's a good point i mean it's four days i could do that so uh that's very cool okay (laughs) one other thing i want to ask you about too is that um in the cruise industry, one of the things that I like kind of industry wide is how cruise lines tend to forward technology on ships. So did you see anything that popped out as far as, you know, advancing technology from the fantasy and dream class ships to the wish as far as how y- your experience unfolds with anything new that you said? So you mentioned, you know, having the, the better layout in the stateroom with more hubs and more ports and things like that but any other ways that disney cruise lines using technology to make your cruise experience better
2: they are and this is not quite ready yet but i got to get a sneak peek of it and i am allowed to talk about it i did not sign an nda they said they want me to share this information so i will share this so they showed us you know how they have the midship detective agency on the dream and fantasy right that you go and you get a paper and you visit these different locations around the ship Well, they're going to have something that's sort of like this, only you'll be using um, your phone to do this. And it will be sort of the same, but they have plus this so much. You'll be visiting different parts of the ship and solving these little mysteries. You'll be creating an avatar. And as you solve more mysteries and answer more questions, you'll be able to get things for your avatar, um, different clothing Things, different um, little accessories that they're going to hold. This has kids written all over it, but I also see a lot of adults who are going to be very interested in that. And it's so much more than just going up to a painting that sort of comes alive. You'll be using your phone to sort of, for instance, um, catch some. Um, fireflies in the hallway somewhere. It'll be directing you to different parts of the ship, but it's not always going to be the same thing. It's not always going to be standing in front of the painting and that painting comes alive. You'll be, um, what else did we do? We could look up in the night sky and see different um, constellations that are part of this, this whole process. It's going to be really, really cool because It takes away so many of the frustrations that were there with the midship detective agency, the part that it is smart enough to know, Oh, there are this many people who are already in this location. So we're going to send you to a different location that isn't as involved. And it's something that you can do together with a group or individually. And they'll have shows in that Luna lounge, which is sort of like D lounge, where you can come together with those people and work on additional things together as a group I'm just I was so intrigued by this and so excited to see where this is going to go Um, and I really think that Disney Cruise Line you know is finding interesting and new ways to include technology to have you interact more with other people and with the ship and to explore different parts of the ship and I think that that's part of the intent there um, something that Disney is so good at.
0: It almost sounds like it's a derivative of like a Pokemon Go kind of experience, you know, which is super popular yeah. around the world. You know, the people like that where you got to kind of collect things and you got to do, you know, you got to capture things as you get to a certain geolocation. And people yes. love that. So that sounds like it's uh, going to be fun. And real quick, though. I wanna yeah, be, I, I will. I, so I know you didn't have any kids on this. Uh, you know, Hannah probably doesn't qualify for the, the Kids Club anymore. Um, but you know sometimes our, our adult kids act like that but you know they're still not allowed in the kids clubs but i did see now the one thing that everybody's talking about is how you enter the kids club right you slide i mean slide cool. hello a I, slide I mean, dude, from the grand All down that's how i want to enter the wish like you know you know how they announce you into the ship i mean just let me slide into the atrium and boom i'm in i mean come on why do the kids get all the cool stuff but I, real quick it's i mean could, could you because i'm sure you toured the children's areas and i mean i'm hoping families that are sailing yeah. with us in july are listening to the show together pump up the kids what are they going to experience
2: oh my gosh yeah so the slide is the perfect introduction to the oceaneer club right and the kids place uh the kids spaces are sort of broken into a few different areas so in the oceaneers club you're going to find um star wars Cargo Bay. I didn't want to mess up the names and I did anyways. (laughs) Star Wars Cargo Bay. And it has all these different things that of course relate to Star Wars, right? You're going to find the Porgs in there. You're going to find all kinds of different little creatures. And they were like audio animatronic. There's going to be different activities that you can do all relating to Star Wars. And I, you know, I loved seeing that because so many kids have that relationship with the Star Wars stories now. But you're also going to find fairy tale hall, um, and again, they uh, these locations are so uber themed. They really, really, truly are. Um, you have to go into a location where there was you saw bells. um... Library and there's a fireplace and seating there, um, stuff like that. So that was awesome too. Um, There's also a Walt Disney Imagineering Lab that had sort of a um, ride vehicle that you sit in and there will be a screen that's sort of interactive. So again, that looked great. Um, There's Marvel Superhero Academy, which again, you'll see Black Panther and, and some other folks like that. And finally, there's Mickey and Minnie um, Captain's Desk, which is for the younger kids that are going to be in the Oceaneers Club. But again, still some really cool things with a Mickey and Minnie theme. Um, We also walked through It's a Small World Nursery, which again, had some really, really cool and interactive things for there. Um, That's the nursery for kids um, three and under for that. They have, for the teens and tweens, they have Edge and Vibe. Again, these spaces, I think, look better than ever before. They're bigger. They had more windows, more light. So you'll be able to be in there but still see, you know, what's going on outside. It felt a lot less cave-like than some of the other But, but
0: do, do you like, preteens. That- preteens want caves like seriously
1: they don't preteens don't
0: want sunlight that sunlight's the enemy of like 13 year olds they just want angst (laughs) (laughs)
2: you'll still have plenty of comfortable seating video games stuff like that but yeah just kidding the kids areas were so themed i I really was like i I want to spend time in these areas so when you get on the ship first thing is there's always an open mouse where you can go and see these locations don't miss your chance to see them because they're really really cool um that whole area for kids is too and speaking of kids vividy bobbity boutique is even larger on this ship and right now there are two costumes um, that you can only get on the Disney Wish I think they're going to roll them out to the other ships too but you can get Captain Minnie and Captain Mickey both of those are available um, on the ship so that was fantastic too um, love seeing those bigger spaces for all those locations um, that the kids are going to be at
1: and It's so cool, it's sure. like a cool, sure. B- Bobbie, isn't there like a barber shop too? I think like, there is. I just imagine like getting a shave though, and like you hit a big wave. <laughs> <laughs> Wonk.
2: I didn't need that ear, I got two of them,
1: <laughs> right.
2: I know they do. So they took um the hair salon actually out of the spa. Oh, and don't oh, remind me to talk about the spa too. It's the Untangled Salon, so that's where we'll get like manicures, pedicures, and Hair treatments and skin treatments and things like that. And for the guys, they added Hooks Barbary, where you can stop by for a haircut or a shave or a pedicure or more. And there is even a hidden bar located at Barbary of <laughs> oh, that yeah. offers whiskey tasting. Yes. We're so, doing
0: this. We're all getting haircuts and I hair not even whiskey.
1: get my haircut before the trip like I normally do. No, no
0: nobody's way. allowed to get haircuts after April. That's a deal we're all going to make.
2: <laughs> and the other thing I wanted to mention was Sense of Spa, which, again, is so much bigger Um, And for those of you who enjoy the Rainforest Room experience, you're going to like this even more because there's not only the indoor spot of the Rainforest Room, there is also this humongous outdoor location with all these different places to lounge, all these chairs. It has a hot tub. It has different um, shower and treatment rooms inside, including an ice room. I mean there's so much more to this uh, when you look down there's been the shot that shows sort of the outdoor location of spa of the spa it has sort of a hidden mickey um over it but it's really a great location i am so glad they expanded this um don't tell anyone but i may be here most of the bogp where's <laughs> <laughs> fam where's fam <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I don't know. I don't I've never done the
1: Rainforest room, so I I need to do like I need to do the spa basically.
2: Yeah, yeah, you do, you do. Just I mean for the just for the lounging areas alone, it was it's so worth it. And it smells so good in there. <laughs> I <love laughs> like it. it does. <laughs> So we're
0: running a little long here so I just want to kind of, we're going to, to wrap it up but of course we'll be talking know, about this I there's so much I, I mean it's, it's a it's a gigantic cruise ship with so many offerings we haven't talked about any of the shows or you know there's so much other stuff to talk about common areas mm-hmm. uh you know the the little anchor, you know little game trivia shows there sure there's some trivia stuff like that right, man. I mean we'll, we'll get to Pretty that sure. we'll get to that stuff over the next few weeks if you have questions again listener questions is a great time to ask if there's anything that we haven't yes. hit on that you're curious about Send questions, but we'll love to answer those here over the next little bit. But kind of wrapping up, I mean, you got this experience. When you walked away, when you got off the ship, which is, if you've never sailed, cruising in general, but especially Disney Cruise Line, the saddest moment is when you wake up on that last morning of your cruise <laughs> and that ship is back where it started and you were so excited when you saw that view the first time and you're back in that same parking spot and you know you got to go get breakfast and they're booting you off. It's brutal. <laughs> Uh, that's why you got to go to Walt Disney world for at least a day afterwards, just to kind of soften the blow. Don't go straight to the airport, but, um, just final thoughts on the wish. Cause you have so much experience with Disney cruise line and all the Disney destinations, but what, what, what do you have like in your, you know, what, what, what did it leave you with?
2: I didn't want to get off really and truly. And I, I mean that I never want to get off the ship. I meant it more than ever on this ship and I'll tell you how much I meant it there was so much I was seeing and doing on castaway key day. We did not get off the ship um, because I felt like there was so much to do on the ship. And I think that that's something that even experienced Disney cruise line cruisers will want to think about and why they'll want to think about experiencing this ship. It felt like a destination in itself. It really truly did. There was so much to see so much to do and it felt like just an enhanced cruise experience. Disney Cruise Line experiences are always great, but this one felt even more spectacular. I think that I saw more characters, I had better food. I mean, even the the um, buffet location, Marceline Market was fantastic. Oh, even the the quick service locations on the pool deck. I mean, a barbecue location, oh, you um, a cantina <laughs> location. Oh, no. Mike, whoa, 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 whoa. I
0: didn't hear about that. I had not heard about this. What, are you, you said that there's a walk up. Can- yes. And I've said this for years. They're missing the boat pun didn't mean it but they're missing the boat on a cruise like they need to have a cantina like i mean
2: it's um they have i crave
0: mexican all the time on cruises oh yeah
2: and you can have um uh tacos burritos salad and they even have a condiments bar there that had all these different kinds of salsa you could have even by the smokehouse They had all these different barbecue sauces you could put on your brisket, your chicken, your sausage. Oh, and your good mac and cheese. Oh my God. (laughs) Right. But they still have the grill. They still had pizza. Oh, and it was better pizza, by the way. I mean, yes, we haven't even like touched, scratched the surface, as they say, about all the things to do on this ship. And because it's sailing on three and four night cruises, Those of you who are looking for the longer cruise experience, um, the word you're going to want to remember is back-to-back. I
1: was about to say, like, I'm going to do a back-to-back and never leave the ship.
2: (laughs) I know. You won't, too. There's really so much to really appreciate about this ship, and I, I think that a lot of it are things you can't put your finger on. You just know it feels even more exciting than it was on the other ships. I
1: actually, I have a, it's not necessary to the wish, speaking of the back-to-back, because I can see a lot of people wanting to book back-to-backs on here, which I've never done. But can you put like a request to keep your same service team when you do a back-to-back?
2: You can. Okay. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you absolutely can. And um, yeah, book the same stateroom. Um, the last time I did a back-to-back, they actually let me um, leave my luggage there. I had to get off. You have right. to get off Customs and retest, and yeah. but then you can get back on. Yeah, yeah.
0: No, we should just, just turn uh, this
1: into a. We should turn the podcasters into a back to back. Mike, should, just- I'm <laughs> saying.
2: I know this, this, this,
0: that'll be for the hearty. I'm just saying, but I mean, yeah. I, I'm still. I, I'm still stuck on the canteen thing. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> that's all i'm thinking about right now it's like it's a floating
1: fancy taco. Bell. i'm hoping that the salsas are just as hot and spicy as they are at disneyland
0: everything we had at disneyland was spicy getting ready for friday show everything we ate made us sweat it was unbelievable uh and it continued even at the Waterburger in uh, dallas i had spicy ketchup which i didn't even know existed so anyway no but pam i mean thank you for this great review again we're doing the podcast cruise i mean this is going to be Really, we've this will be our sixth time. It is so much fun. We've always said this, that sailing on a Disney cruise is special when you go with your family. Scott just went on a cruise, uh, you know, on the would you sail on the the Dream? We I did think. the
1: Dream. We did like just a quick three nighter over like Memorial Day weekend on the Dream, which was which was awesome. I always recommend at least the four, but if if you a three is better than none, right? Yes, so, yes. So, it so is. if you can only do the three, do the three too. Yeah.
0: But, you know, when you can sail with friends and you have something in common and we've made our best friends on these podcast cruises. Truly, that's where Scott and I met. And, you know, you've seen the friendship we've made over the years. I mean, if you're watching the video, we have matching shirts. We didn't do this on purpose, but we bought the same shirts on vacation. So we are good buddies and friends are made over, you know, nice meals, drinks, all these fun experiences on cruise ships where everybody's relaxed and having a good time. Come sail with us. Again, it's July 3rd to the 7th on this awesome ship. I mean, it's going to give us so many great opportunities to have so much fun. Just swing by the magic for fill out the quote form, put BOGP Cruise, and uh, we'll get you some numbers and availability. Pam, final words though these things are a, especially group cruises. I mean, they're. Very hoot.
2: <laughs> they are because they we always have a special event that's only for our group at different times, but then we have all these little impromptu meetups that happen throughout the ship. And even on a ship this big, you find yourself running into the same folks again and again at different things. We'll meet for um, the evening stuff, we'll see a show, we'll visit a lounge together, all of that. So I'm really looking forward. I'm wondering what Disney Cruise Line is going to have. Available for us to do as a group together. I think that that'll be um, really interesting too. Seriously,
0: what else could we do? I mean, this is good. I just, I can't wait. I mean, I'm so excited. I know, so, right. Well, thanks for the great review, Pam. And, uh, you know, it's a tough life. And uh, you got another review coming up here soon <laughs> with another fun experience shortly. So, Star
2: Cruiser yes. <laughs> is coming. I am on my way to Star Cruiser um, next week. Um, and I've really been looking forward to that. So, follow me on social media and uh we'll be posting some stuff there too and we'll have a review
0: here on the show so yeah
2: we're trying to get really you right?
0: all the all the experiences you may want to have at the disney destinations we're trying to cover it for you we appreciate your listenership and we hope you always enjoy the show so uh we are going to duck out of here again you can follow pam on the social media she's at tmflt pam on instagram and twitter what's the uh the magic for less so they can follow that as well pam that that coverage
2: it is um, the magic for less, I believe, on Instagram. Um, that's the one that we do. I always
0: get confused. Like if it's oh,
2: it's the magic it's like for less score. travel. The magic okay, okay. for okay. less travel okay, see, on Instagram. See, I'm, yeah, I'm
0: like, yeah is it, I know, is right? It this is it TMFLT. <laughs> is it what? I'm I know, getting, right? So it, is, it is. It is it is <laughs> it's a mouthful. and also thanks scott for filling in with us uh today we appreciate that very much follow scott at epscott on instagram and twitter great coverage there i'm at br guest mike give me a follow on uh, on uh instagram and twitter as well of course the show is always brought to you by the magic for less travel we already talked about that get your five percent up to five percent onboard credit with those disney cruises it spins just like cash it's a lot of fun just swing by the magic that's your first point to uh Get the, the trip started, whether it's Walt Disney World, Disney Cruise Line, Disneyland, Adventures by Disney. Once you're there, fill out the quote form, we'll take it from there. We'll get you the pricing, the availability, and give you first-class service each and every time. Again, check it out over at TheMagicForLess.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link as you shop online this week. We'd really appreciate that. It's brguestpodcastcom slash Amazon. And a sincere thank you to the patrons of the show who support us each and every month. We could not do this without you. And our patrons get that bonus show called Mike in the Midwest a little extra content each week so join us if you can over at patreon.com slash be our guest podcast and you can join us this Sunday night it's Scott and I you me and Scotty G will be taking your calls for an hour seven o'clock eastern six o'clock central Facebook and YouTube and uh, it's a great opportunity for you to become a part of the show and uh, talk Disney with us this Sunday night so we hope you'll join us for that as well all right we're gonna duck out of here and we'll be back on Friday Scott and I talking in some kind of a orderly fashion about everything that happened last week out at disneyland and let me just tell you it was amazing i almost cried when i left it was that good it was amazing i fell in love with the place so we'll talk about that on friday so for pam and scott i'm mike wishing you a great wednesday stay safe stay healthy and we'll see you real soon